This is High School Not So Much a Musical, a podcast that takes you on a ride through the peaks and valleys of a high school journey. Here are your presenters, Nitin Jalodanki and Ayush Agarwal. Hello everybody and welcome back to High School Not So Much a Musical. Today we are joined with Mr. Adam Carlton, who is an expert in cryptocurrency finance as a whole, has his own financial holdings, and today we're going to be talking about NFTs. What exactly is going on with NFTs right now because it's going crazy with so many different people starting their own artwork and such. So um, Mr. Carlton, just to get us started off, could you please explain what NFTs are, how they work, how they're traded, and why everybody's talking about them right now? Sure, let me let me do my best I can on that. So thanks for having me again. Um, so NFT stands for non-fungible token. And um, there are many, many different types of NFTs, but I think the ones, I'll talk first about the ones people are most familiar with. And so what makes a, um, an NFT interesting and unique, right, is because it is represented um, on a blockchain, um, and I think we talked about this last episode, right? It's in that ledger, it cannot be changed. It's there permanently. Um, and so what you have is, is basically you have a defined uh, ownership of that that only the owner of it can transfer, right? Assuming you know nothing uh, bad happens around uh, hacks or anything like that. But you know that that's the definition of being able to to own and and not convert something, right? Where um, where what we see now is is like the the biggest wave that we've kind of seen recently is what I call. Uh, project-based profile picture ones. So there are some very large projects out there that create kind of these fun, playful, limited edition um, images. Like there, you know, there's apes and there's and there's uh, these more um, uh, pixelated images and things like that. But I think what you're seeing is why there's so much excitement around them is, is you know, and I get asked this a lot. I'm like, well, it's just a, it's just a JPEG. Can I just download it? I can copy it, all those things. Yes, you can, absolutely. Um, it's it's less the uh, the fact that you can quote copy that image, but the fact is is that one these typically give you what I would call a uh, almost like a membership card into that community. So let's say they have made ten thousand of that specific uh, uh, image um, run. You've got your apes there, right? And you have the one that you liked, and it's yours. And what happens is now you're part of this kind of club of these particular apes, right? And oftentimes they have, uh, you know, Discord or Telegram groups where you are in there and you're talking about that and you are uh, trying to, uh, uh, you know, kind of create, right, this, this online tribal community of people that have these same sets of interests. Um, why is it so successful? I, I think there's a couple of factors in, involved in that. One, it is a bit of a opportunity to, to show off, right? And, you know, as we get more and more and more involved in um, being online and digital, there's a bit of bragging. We're saying, look, I'm part of this club. Look at my NFT that I have for my picture. Um, and, you know, so there's, there's some showing off in that. And you're starting to see like, uh, a lot of uh, celebrities get interested in it and so forth. Um, now, um, it's art, right? And art is probably the most uh, subjective um, uh, valuation that we have for anything. So who is to say, uh, you know, I, I think it was two years ago at Art Basel that someone taped a banana to the wall and someone paid several hundred thousand dollars for it, right? I mean, that 
that's not that different than what we're talking about with NFTs. The difference between the banana on the wall and an NFT is now you create these technical integrations, right, with um, with these communities and also potentially with like a larger project or, or collective as a whole. The the second category of NFTs, which to me actually is is very intriguing and is just barely starting to be explored, is more that because right an NFT you can track what's called the uh, the title and the provenance of it, or you can say, you know, it went from point A to point B, and here's the transaction, and it's, and it's completely undisputed. Is that there are a whole lot of other uh, uh, utility uh, and use cases that can be associated with that, and so like I've seen, for example, um, there was a uh, uh, I think it was an LLC bought a, 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 a condominium, right? Created an NFT for that condominium and then was able to sell that NFT. And that's the way the person owned that condominium. Now, that was very like, you know, um, very, very early, right? Uh, attempt at creating uh, a title for a real world physical asset that you could basically with a click of a button transact. So there's a lot of really interesting use cases coming up around NFTs. I think everyone really hears most about, again, the, the, the pictures, the apes, the monkeys and things like that. Um, that's also kind of a reflection, too, of, of you know, where I think a lot of uh, young people and, and people who are interested in these technologies are going is that, you know, we're we're interested in fun, playful, interesting new concepts, right? Things that haven't been done before. So I think that's where a lot of the energy comes from, too, is that is that people want to be um, associated with something that clearly is, is brand new, is cutting edge and, and, and really has never been done before. It makes a lot of sense because, as you mentioned, uh, I think there was a study a while ago about how when humans are exposed to new things, new experiences, new things, specifically that are not anything that are scary or something like that, but that actually like encourage innovation or something, for example, NFTs, they actually get even more excited about it versus if, you know, it's just something old, something that they've already seen. So, which is why, as you mentioned, NFTs are so popular, especially you know, I, I think there's actually a dude at our school who's made thousands off of selling uh, NFTs. His name's Alex, uh, and they, they, they've become super popular, um, as you mentioned. So if you could talk a little bit more about how high schoolers could get involved in NFTs, because you kind of talked about how high schoolers can get involved in crypto. But yeah. as you mentioned, because NFTs are this you know new revolutionary technology, which like the rules of the game are kind of still being set up for it. Uh, it's not exactly as defined. Uh, if you could talk a little bit about, you know, should high schoolers be cautious in this market or should they, you know, go full, go full face first into it? Uh, how should they kind of approach kind of getting involved in the NFT market? Sure. So I think that uh, last time we talked about, you know, <laughs> speculative nature of these assets, right? And so, you know, when you go into the NFT world, you're even more speculative. It, it is, uh, it is, even more subjective on what the valuation associated with this now art or utility is. So, you know, for example, there are, um, you know, the, the, the metaverse, uh, quote, the metaverse, right? All these various different forms of metaverse um, projects and companies that are popping up or gaming or play, pay for play type gamings, they have 
a different use, right, for NFTs than kind of the collectibles and art utility side of the world. So, um, uh, you know, you're starting to see more NFTs in video games and maybe it's a, um, a you know, it's your axe for your favorite RPG that's this unique axe that there's only one of, right? Um, then there's on the other side of the equation, the, the collectible side. So I think it's like, you know, you want to understand where is your interest in this? Are you a gamer? Are you interested in world creating in, in the metaverse? Are you much more interested in like collecting um, uh, and trading these more artistic or, or uh, community based pieces? Um, yeah, I think you need to understand uh, and, and find something that interests you. You know, I actually do buy NFTs every now and then um, when I see one, but I always, <laughs> I always go, well, this is a, this is good art. I like this. So if I, I end up you know, not making any profits or it, it doesn't turn out to be valuable, at least I have a nice piece of art that I like, right? That's, that's what I always tell people is make sure you like what you're doing if you're going to get in this, because if you're getting into it purely for profit, okay, now we're doing a, a whole different um uh you know type of, of way of approaching things now you're you're purely for a speculative and so kind of my my uh you know remember last time i talked about things like dollar cost averaging and things like that that doesn't really apply as much with nfts right because you're not accumulating necessarily an asset over time where i oh i have you know one token i have two tokens i have three tokens instead you're buying very specific very individual slices of a project or you're buying very specific NFTs, which is again, very, 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 very speculative. Um, and and this kind of speculation is, is nothing new, right? Art speculation has been going on for probably centuries, you know? Um, uh, I think what makes it unique now is the fact that it's accessible to anybody. So, uh, so for someone who's young and interested in NFTs, my advice to them is again focus more on what you enjoy right and then if you happen to find you you get you know so if you're a creative type maybe you want to find a project where you can help create them and do the art for it um, if you're a gamer you find the game that interests you most or if you're strictly even looking at it from you know trying to to create um, a profit from it you know as always that that's where you have to to i think be most careful and, and make sure you understand what you're getting into yeah, I think the one thing that you emphasized a lot is that you should be careful on what you're getting into because in the end, you are like putting in a lot of money for these projects. And uh, my question is two parts. One of them is just something that I wanted to know, which is why so many NFTs are using Ethereum up opposed to like a different type of cryptocurrency. Because whenever you look at like one thing that I saw just yesterday was that this like YouTube family called What's Inside bought their first um like nft and they posted it on instagram and they also posted like a link to a um they also posted like a link to where you could buy their own nft and stuff like that and it was all in ethereum no matter where you saw so why is it in ethereum and then i guess i can get into the second part of my question after sure so yeah i i think that the the simplest reason is why is it in ethereum is because ethereum is the number one blockchain outside of Bitcoin and you, and you can't mint NFTs on the in the uh, um, on the uh, Bitcoin blockchain. So Ethereum is the biggest blockchain, right, where you can actually mint NFTs. So I think that's just a, it's just a factor of that's where the money is. That's where the assets are. That's where the bulk of the developers are. And so that's why it, I think it happened there. And I, and I also think that there's, you know, uh, um, because uh, Ethereum has right really high gas prices. This tends to be, you know, I, I uh, people who are 
probably more wealthy tend to speculate a lot more. So I think you see that going on. Now there are other um, chains that are popular for NFTs. Uh, Solana is a good example. That That's personally my favorite just because the transaction fees are super, super low in Solana. And I think some of the art is interesting. Um, but yeah, I think that's really the reason is just that just happens to be, you know, where everything's settled, right? Because, you know, Ethereum was the biggest and the, and the first um, application oriented blockchain. Yeah, okay. I think that makes a lot more sense now because I didn't really know that the blockchain technology in Bitcoin current support NFTs. But basically, the next part of my question was the metaverse is something that so many people are talking about and nobody actually like knows what it exactly is i feel like the only thing that a lot of people in our school know about metaverse is that like facebook changed their name to meta as a part of like to get into the metaverse and as far as i know it's sort of like taking social media as it is right now and putting it into a virtual or augmented reality format where people are able to interact in real life and basically everything is taken into a virtual world rather than an in-person world so anybody can access another person's living like maybe halfway across the world just by putting on like their virtual reality headset so what exactly is the metaverse and why is it gaining so much traction only now whereas this technology which has been there for decades has just been sitting there why is it only being developed now well i th i think that what what has happened with the metaverse and metaverse is like a very you know squishy concept it's it's vague it's complex um i, I think a, a, it's more generally you know you, you almost want to look at it more from what is happening from a cyberspace perspective right so it can include virtual reality for example so um you know a lot of these uh persistent worlds may have like the oculus headset associated with them um, it's also like a digital economy. So think of the real world as in these metaverses, and there are a number of different um, individual metaverse projects. And I think what you're going to see over time is some of these are going to start interconnecting together. But basically, you can buy an NFT, for example, and 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 it's powered by, uh, typically, oftentimes powered by NFT. So let's say you have a digital character in the world, and you want to buy a shirt, then it's going to be an NFT, and probably your character is going to be represented by an NFT, and you're going to have to you know, uh, pay some um, uh, cryptocurrency to, or in-world currency to transact that. So what's happened, I think, is that the, the reason why, you know, it re never really blew up and it did to a degree, like if you're familiar with Second Life is that was really the first big metaverse-ish project out there. But now what's happening is, is that the technologies are really available to start tying these things together. Right. And because, you know, Second Life was basically a uh, private company, right, that um, that it wasn't on a blockchain. There was no transparency. You know, there weren't NFTs. It was all just very um, ethereal. Now it's starting to get a lot more uh, definitive. Right. And, and I think, you know, the other reason why is like, I mean, I, I grew up gaming. Um, if you've seen Ready Player One, I saw that. I was like, I hope that's where the, you know, to some extent, that's where the world goes. But I think we've always wanted to see um, gaming and in-world um, uh, technology advance. Um, and so, yeah, I think that, I think COVID like even doubled down on this right now, you know, we're all sitting at home and we're all wanting this connection and interaction. Um, so, 
So I think that 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 this is still uh, really unclear, like where this is all going to go, right? Because I think my prediction is what you're going to see is, uh, you know, you've seen these early companies coming in um, and, you know, making a splash. But the ones I've seen, I haven't been that terribly impressed with. Now I think you're going to start to see a second round of more well thought out metaverses. Like there's a project I'm super interested in and, and I'm active in, it's called Loot NFT. Um, and it's almost like risk meets monopoly meets um, meets SimCity meets NFTs, right? It's a, it's a deep, fascinating, complex world that you can play over months or years, right? Um, versus just dropping in and walking around and looking at some stores and then walking out. So I think that you're going to see a whole lot of different things like that. I think you're also going to see, you know, Disney how now has a place where it can put its content and Microsoft can leverage its gaming portfolio and Facebook can rebrand itself as Meta and not be an awful social media company. <laughs> so, you know, I think that that big companies can get into this up. Uh, uh, to use a little bit of a pejorative here, boomers, right, aren't really into it yet, but I think they will be because they're going to have time on their hands and they're going to be sitting in front of their computer and they'll say, well, I'll try this one out and they'll find the one that works for them. So I am actually really bullish on metaverses as a whole and some specific projects too, because we're just on the front edge of, of all of that. I think we've talked a lot about cryptocurrency, decentralized finance, et cetera, but I wanted to kind of go more into what exactly your company does. So if you could talk about, you know, what Pink Panda Holdings does and also uh, your vision for kind of uh, increasing the accessibility of cryptocurrency and increasing the accessibility of cryptocurrency knowledge uh, and also what you do in regards to decentralized finance, that'd be great. Sure. So I think that let me talk to three categories because that's really what I want to give a lot easier access to. So the first one is decentralized finance and at its uh, at its simplest explanation, decentralized finance is is basically like centralized finance. It's buying and, and selling and lending and borrowing of assets. But because it is a uh, it is open source on blockchains that is uh, has all those properties we talked about before. Um, what you're doing is you're basically cutting out all the middlemen in this in this market creation. So the returns can be much more substantial. Um, it's also a huge opportunity for the unbanked and underbanked and, and people who have traditionally not had any kind of access, right, to these kinds of returns or opportunities to borrow, what have you, um, to get involved. And I think that you're also seeing this in, you're seeing this in DeFi, you're also seeing this in NFTs in the metaverse, that it gives people in, you know, um, third world countries uh, or countries that have an unstable currency an opportunity to um, to hedge, right? To, to, to earn money, to borrow money, to um, create a better life for themselves. So that's why I think that uh, having a mobile app that gives good simplified access to DeFi will be so valuable, right? Because everyone's got a mobile phone um, and everyone has to degree some interest in, you know, doing better for themselves financially. Uh, we also want to provide access to, you know, NFTs and, and the metaverse. And, and what I see, uh, and we're still shaping our vision on this, is, for example, if you know you have um, 
a uh, metaverse or two or three that you're involved with oh what's the what's you know my plot activity today what's the uh what's the price on my auction that i'm selling something or is my plot getting attacked and then you know oh okay let me if, if it's a headset world let me put my headset on and let me get in the game right um nfts same thing like here's a new project that's coming up that you might be interested in, or here's your portfolio of nfts or somebody bid on your auction all these things right um, I don't I don't think I can substitute the in-world experience or the depth of it, but what I can do with my app is notify you on these things and keep you posted and keep you in the, in the news loop and really let you like decide what you're really interested. I also want to create um, opportunities for you know community to discuss these things and, and be interactive together. So that's really my vision of, of where I'm going is, is to uh, to create that access point through that mobile app that's easy, that's intuitive, that's fun, that's light. Um, but that also, uh, you know, create creates a opportunity for someone to get into this technology without the complexities that there are out there today. Okay, Mr. Carlton, um, thank you so much for all the advice that you gave to our high school audience. Um, thank you so much for your time and explaining what exactly NFTs are and how high schoolers can get involved into like such a lucrative market at this time. Um, thank you so much for your time, Mr. Carlton, and thank you so much for everybody who listened, and we'll see you next time. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. That's our show for today. Now roll the credits. High School Not So Much A Musical is hosted by Ayush Agarwal, Nitin Jaladanki, and Rishi Sinha. Narration by Samhit Padala. Music from Louis Luang Relaxation Cafe, Tune Pocket, and Infraction. If you like the show, please recommend it to your friends and family. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.